Welcome to Charlotte Mason Motherhood, the podcast that helps the everyday mother learn a practical application of the Charlotte Mason method. In our last episode, we learned about the feast that is all of the subject the Charlotte Mason education has to offer. And in that episode, prior to that, we discussed what Mason calls the guiding principle of education, the relationship we form with material we read. So today we are going to talk about one of my favorite facets of this learning style, and that is narration, the art of telling back. Principle number 14 states, as knowledge is not assimilated until it is reproduced, children should tell back after a single reading or hearing, or should write on some part of what they have read. Charlotte Mason claims that narration is the best way for a child to retain what they've learned. That learning isn't just a passive activity. In A Philosophy of Education, her book, Volume 6, she states that education should demand a conscious mental effort from the scholar, the mental effort of telling again that which has been read or heard. That is how we all learn, we tell again, to ourselves, if need be, the matter we wish to retain the sermon, the lecture, the conversation. The method is as old as the mind of man. The distressful fact is, fact is that it has been made so little use of in general education. Well, I could talk about narration for an entire podcast season, it seems. I'm going to try and be succinct with my application portion about narration. So narration is the telling back of knowledge. The child does not parrot information, but rather restates what he or she remembers in his own words. So I think of this as me recapping my day for my husband at the end of the day. So maybe I took the kids berry picking and then on the way home we saw um, someone get pulled over, we saw a car accident on the freeway. And so I recap my day from start to finish, what we brought for lunch, how the kids did with berry picking, the accident we noticed on the way back, um, the traffic, the roads we took, all of that recapping and telling back of what we had just experienced or seen is exactly what children do when they experience a reading for their lessons and then they are expected to tell back what they remember. And so this is something that Mason found to be so crucial in her method and it really is an art form. It's something that children learn to do over time And I love the idea of narration being viewed as a muscle. So just like when you're trying to work out and build muscle, narration requires the same effort. It requires daily mental effort and a lot of practice. And a lot of times I'll get messages from families who are having a hard time with their children learning how to narrate. Or maybe they're starting too early. You can't expect the three-year-old to be able to narrate full sentences. But what you can do in that early, early stage is maybe narrate for them and um, show your kids how you tell back after you read a picture book um, when they're that little. 
And then as they get older and it's time for them to begin to narrate, you must just really take it slow and help them to really just take little chunks of information during their readings and tell them back. And again, it's something that takes practice. And so a lot of times, like I said, families will message me and say, my child can't narrate or they're making things up or they don't want to. And for that, I would recommend just keeping at it and doing the best you can to be consistent. And then also modeling narration. And I do have a whole video on narration on my YouTube channel. And additionally, the book No and Tell by Karen Glass is a wonderful resource. Um, so I would recommend checking that out if you are stuck on narration or you're about to start your formal lessons journey and you're not sure where to begin with narration. Um, that book actually teaches you how to teach narration. And there were so many helpful tips um, when I read it a few years ago. So, um, why is narration important? Well, it leads to composition, and it also helps children build relationship with the material. So, every lesson in a Charlotte Mason education is narrated by a child, from handwriting, to math, to Bible, and history. And how does this look? So, a, a lesson that includes narration. So, first, um, the parent would offer the captain idea. And then after that, you get the parent would read the lesson to the child and the child would listen. And then the child would have a chance after the reading or between the reading in small little chunks of portions, um, they would narrate what they heard or just tell back. And then you just repeat that for every subject. Um, and it sounds a lot more intense than it is, but I promise it is not difficult once your child realizes, okay, my mom is going to expect a narration from me every single time we do this history lesson. And so a way that you can have your children narrate without saying, okay, time for your narration and making it really monotonous is you can say mother, so the mother can say, tell me about this, or what do you remember from our reading? And this requires a really high level of thinking and active listening on your child's part. It also requires processing and ordering of information to form a complete sentence and a complete narration from start to finish. So while it may sound simple like, why can't you just tell me what you heard? Sometimes it takes certain children a little bit longer to be able to process and order that information to give a, a beautiful, succinct, um, you know, paragraph. And so that's why we start small. And we really, like I said before, we want to encourage our children and be really positive and upbeat about narration and not view it as something that we just have to get done or just because it's something we have to do since we're Charlotte Mason educators, we don't want to like skim past it. So only one reading of the material is required. And this is a question that I get often. You don't want to read 
um, the same thing several times because you're really taking away that habit of attention that require that the children require. Um, if they know that they'll be able to read or listen to that lesson again, then they may not pay as well of attention the, the, the first time. So in order to really practice that habit of attention, you definitely only want to read the material once. And this is pr actually principle number 15. It states a single reading is insisted on because children have naturally great power of attention, but this force is dissipated by the rereading of passages and also by questioning, summarizing, and the like. So that means that as parents, we are not asking questions. We're not asking them what date the World War I started. We're not asking them who the main character was. We are just simply saying to our children when it's time for them to narrate, tell me about what we read. And whatever they remember, we wanna be thankful for their narration and again, be positive and say, great, thank you for letting me know what you heard. And it's important that if they get something wrong or if they add something that you don't correct them or um, make them feel bad for forgetting a name, whatever they say, you want to end on a positive note. And then here's what I advise families to do. You can literally, the next lesson, so if we read American History Lessons on Tuesdays, that following Tuesday, I give a recap every time we do our readings. So I'll first start with, tell me what you remember about our lesson last week, this chapter we read. And they can tell me. And then I will give a little recap of my own. That way they're receiving that information in a correct way. And if their narration was wrong the week before, um, they are hearing that correct information. Another thing I want to mention too is that for the most part, certain subjects, especially history or Bible lessons, um, pretty much almost every subject in the Charlotte Mason education will get cycled through again. So for our family, we will cycle through the same historical period three times before my child's education is over. So we will have time to go more in depth or maybe correct some of the facts that we got wrong. But it's really about the relationship that children are building with the material because it's not about how much they know, remember? It's about how much they care. And so we want to be delicate about this, especially in Form 1. So again, my next tip is to start small and have daily practice and to model your narration. And then lastly, I just want to end with the types of narration. Um, there is drawn narration which is really useful in Form 1. There's oral narration, also a Form 1 useful, helpful tool. And then written narration is something that you introduce in Forms 2, 3, and 4, and so on. And then there's also drama dramatized narration, so acting it out. And that's fun for the whole family to do. So um, if you have any questions on learning more about the types of narration or when to implement them. Like I said, I do have a podcast, or I'm sorry, I do have a video on YouTube and I do have a blog post on narration. So I will link to those in the show notes. So today we've learned that we form relationships with what we read and learn by telling back to either ourselves or someone else. 
We've discussed why narration is so useful, what it requires of us and of our children, and that daily practice is the best way to build that narration muscle until it's strong. I highly recommend reading the book Know and Tell by Karen Glass. I've linked it in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about narration. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. One of the hallmarks of a Charlotte Mason education is narration, the act of knowing and telling back. At the end of each episode, I ask that you either write down or tell a friend, your mom, your husband, whomever, about what you learned from today's podcast. You can also share on Instagram and tag me so I can read your narration. It is my hope and prayer that whatever you gathered from today's episode blesses you and your family. Until next time, thank you so much for listening. Thank you.